I think as people get married and move on, they stop trying to describe the wonder or or even noticing the wonder or taking in when the other person is trying to tell them about the wonder. Like they stop listening. Instead of opening their ears to the music that's playing when they walk into a place, they're closed and focused on something else. Um, Instead of seeing the beautiful colors around them, they're just focused with their eyes on the ground in front of them, the concrete sidewalk, whatever it is. But they, you know what I'm saying? They miss the beauty. I think there's so much beauty around us that we miss because we stop living in the light of love. Welcome back to the Love and Freedom Podcast. Gabe and Wendy Rivera are entrepreneurs and co-owners of Ava Loren Bride, a bridal boutique in Northern Virginia that is revolutionizing the bridal industry. Wendy is a well-known and influential speaker in the bridal world. She is featured in conventions and workshops in both the United States and Europe. Much of the magic behind their business success originates in their home through conversations like the one that they will be sharing with you today. This week is a special week. If you have been listening to our previous episodes, you know that July 22nd is a special day for Gabe and Wendy. So this week on Monday the 22nd, we will be sharing a special episode with you remembering one of the first July 22nds that they had together and truly one of the most memorable. So please, listen in on that conversation. But for now, how much do you notice and celebrate the little things? In this conversation, Gabe and Wendy discuss how important the little things are in a relationship and how it is so important to not overlook the small pieces that make up the big picture. So, let's get started. Here is Gabe and Wendy. Hello and welcome to the Love and Freedom Podcast. My name is Gabe Rivera and this is my wife, Wendy. Hi, guys. <laughs> We're uh, happy to be coming to you with an, an, another episode. Uh, and uh, Wendy actually has a story that she's going to, I think, kick our time off Well, with. yeah. I don't know if the that other girls out there have ever thought this or experienced this or felt this, but I was thinking about this. When when we're dating, when you are in love and you're just right in the throes of it, right? Like it does seem that every little thing is kind of exploding around you. The the colors are brighter. Music uh, tended to accompany our whole dating. I felt like no matter where we were, what we were doing, we'd walk into a store, a song would play. It would be perfectly talking about whatever it was that, that was meant for us. It was everything. Every song was meant for us. Suddenly like chick flicks became real. I used to think they were silly and I found myself crying at them. Um, what's the one with uh, Meg Ryan and Hugh Jackman? With the time travel thing, Um, Kate and Leopold, Leopold. Kate and Leopold. I cried on Kate and Leopold when we were dating because I was like, yes, they overcame time. We have overcome time. (laughs) It was like, so. I loved that movie. Um, I even saw a progression in her costume changes, by the way. Like she went from like, you know, kind of business and pants to being more like, soft and feminine why because he entered and all of a sudden you know and you know how i said like when we were dating i almost apologized for how emotional i ended up being like i didn't consider myself an emotional person before this and then i met you and i felt like i fell apart all the time. i would cry at everything um but why it's because all of my senses were heightened i noticed the little things and they were 
big things. So any little thing you did meant so much to me. Um, little expressions that, that we would share, little looks we would share. I mean, they just thrill you to your core. And you're so um, highly sensitized to those things. Does that make sense? So for instance, as a team of those of you who don't know, Gabe and I traveled on a team together for almost a full year in our first year of, of knowing each other. And uh, obviously our first year of dating. Um, and one of the things we did as a team, we went and visited Niagara Falls. And this was, this particular experience was Gabe and I had had our conversation about the fact that we, um, loved each other, but we weren't allowed to date on the team as of yet. And so, cause it was still in the summertime and that's one of the rules there. So we were with the entire group and it was one of those things of, I remember so distinctly standing there looking at one of the wonders of the world. Right. And, and it was, you know, it was so cool to be there standing next to him, but the butterflies in my stomach were not because of looking at Niagara Falls. It was because I was standing next to him and it proved out because when we got back to the van, we happened to be sitting next to each other and the butterflies were the same sitting in a 15 passenger white van, pulling a trailer with air conditioning that, that, you know, barely keeps the place cool. Everybody's hot and you're traveling to the next place to unload a bunch of equipment and all that type of stuff. And the butterflies were the same looking at one of the wonders of the world or sitting in a 15 passenger van, same thing. Because what thrilled me was you. What thrilled me was being next to you. And it made me so excited to see what was next. Like to, as long as I was next to you, I knew that was the most amazing place to be. And I think that if we as girls would keep and I just, just as people, period. But I mean, I come from the perspective of a girl of would keep the perspective of thrilling at the person and treasuring the little things of whatever little thing it is. If it's a look, if it's just a flower, if it's a flower on the side of the road, um, since we couldn't go on dates on that tour, we would sit on the front pew of the place we were at or the theater or whatever. And that was a date. Um, and we called it a date. We had like no money. Um, when, and so it was like, we have a dollar, let's go get a Sunday at McDonald's with the team and sit across from each other. That's a date. It's treasuring the little things. And I think in practicing that it set us up really well for the first part of our marriage. Um, and I think that if I remember those things, then when you do little things now, they can still thrill me. But if I forget that you could do something ginormous and it wouldn't thrill me. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to kind of talk about and speak into those of you who are in love right now, you're looking at all the little things and people, uh, people might think you're silly for what you get excited about. They might think you're silly for, I don't know, any little phone conversation or text you might have, or, you know, whatever it is that the other person does for you or with you, but keep it, keep that same mindset, let those things thrill you and don't get over them because it's one of those things that I know for me has helped me to hit save on and remember on purpose when you cross that threshold into marriage and then the years start going by. Um, and that's something I don't want to forget. So I wanted mm -hmm. to kind of throw that out there. Mm -hmm. Do you remember yeah. that? Do you remember Niagara? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. And you didn't, I don't think you mentioned your poem. No, no, I didn't. I didn't yeah. mention that. You should have mentioned your poem. Yeah. Oh, because I'm glad uh, you I, remember will mention, that. <laughs> I will mention the poem. 
<clears throat> because uh, when we got back to the the van after going to Niagara Falls, then um, you rode it in the van, right? Mm-hmm. Was I sitting next to you when? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so. I must. I yeah. finished it. I finished it later, but I started it. Oh, okay, I was like, how did I not continually interrupt you? Tried trying to yeah. talk to you, but um, you wrote she, you wrote this 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 poem, and I was I was blown away by it. And still am, but um, that concept of uh, that—I mean, it's kind of, uh, frankly, humbling that anybody would say about you hmm. um, that I could be in front of you know a waterfall hmm. or someplace like Niagara Falls or sitting here in this van and hmm. and doing something non-spectacular, and I feel the same way mm-hmm. because of you. That that's a. Uh, hmm. um, yeah, it, it's almost you don't know how to respond to that. Well, so. you know, it's how I felt when because you wrote me a, a letter in um, in response to a letter I had written to all the team when I came back from that one trip, and I was thanking everybody for who they were and telling them their strengths and things like that. You know what I mean? You were the only one that wrote back to me, and that was mm-hmm. right previous to the night when you said we should we should talk, and you know, but your mm-hmm. letter back. You, you said some similar things, which really blew me away when you were like, if I'm any of those things mm-hmm. you said, it's because of you. Um, and because we had spent an entire night talking one time, like with the, the uh, uh, wherever we were at Joey's house, I think it was, um, we talked, 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 talked. And then on that letter, you said, it seems that the sunrise always signals the end of our conversation. And that you were beginning to hate the sunrise. So like these these little things, like I hit save on because I treasured each of those words. I think as people get married and move on, they they one stop stop trying to describe the wonder or, try, or even noticing the wonder or taking in when the other person is trying to tell them about the wonder. Like they stop listening instead of opening their ears to the music that's playing when they walk into a place, they're closed and focused on something else. Um, when instead of seeing the beautiful colors around them, they're just focused with their eyes on the ground in front of them, or the concrete sidewalk, whatever it is. But they, you know what I'm saying? They miss the beauty. I think there's so much beauty around us that we miss because we stop living in the light of love yeah definitely and uh, i think the um concept that you mentioned about the detail um the zeroing in on on detail you know we we talk about um how love is proven in conflict and um and it's also proven in detail um to to show someone how much you you care. You can do that through huge acts of love. Um, surprises maybe one of the mm-hmm. ways that you could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Which we'll talk about at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can you can show someone through uh, a small gesture that, that mm-hmm. would otherwise right. go unnoticed. But I think if we're thankful for the small gestures, I think more of them will happen. Like I think about that in relationship. If, if we notice, if I were to notice as a wife, the small things that you did mm-hmm. and verbalize them, mm-hmm. I think there would be more of them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like that's how it, it can work. Like you, you are noticing the small things, appreciating the small things. Um, and it, keeps you sensitive to each other. And I think that's, that's a key. Um, I think it's true that what you appreciate, you encourage mm-hmm. because appreciation is a, um, uh, it's a reward of, of some kind, you know, yeah. emotionally it's, it's a, it's a yeah. reward to the other person. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
And then no. on the on the flip side of it, when we're dating or whatnot, as I know from my perspective, I could take little things and blow them out of proportion in a negative way. <laughs> like I don't uh, know what you mean. You'll have to explain. Okay, so. <laughs> So, what in the- <laughs> I'm kidding. So, okay. so like, do you remember? I don't know if you remember this, but um, it was two years, right? The second July twenty second, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, um, there was something that we um, uh, it was with your mom packing, and I tried to help and things like that. Like I was trying to jump in where it was not good for me to jump in, and um, she's she's she loves to do things. Uh, her whole packing thing herself when you're moving houses and you tried to say it to me and I wasn't listening because to me it was like, no, it's right. I've got to help her mm-hmm. and whatever. Well, do you remember at the airport, I was about ready to leave because you lived in Virginia and I was in South Carolina and I had read a book in preparation for all of you book readers out there who are preparing for marriage by reading books. I want to give you like a shout out to say one kudos, good job for educating yourself and trying to learn as much as possible because I wanted to do things right and know all the things before I got into this. And, uh, but also beware because guess what? It doesn't have to go exactly like the book. And I think that's something that we can think is that it goes exactly like the book. And I will tell you that when we had this little misstep of not seeing eye to eye in that moment, I immediately freaked out inside because the book had said after two years, the honeymoon season is over. And I thought, this is incredible. Like to the day, two years of us dating and we are, we are, this moment is happening. Oh my goodness. Our honeymoon period is over. We haven't even gotten married yet. And I was freaked out because I was like, it's over. This wonderful amazingness that's miraculous. I have lost and we're not going to get it back. <laughs> and poor Gabe was like, okay, can we, can we talk about this? Like one step at a time, where are you? And how are we like over <laughs> everything? And we had a wonderful conversation at the airport. Actually made me miss my flight. I think it did. It yeah, did. Yeah. We... I was in Virginia for another, <laughs> another evening. Evidently you needed to stay for one more day. One more day. That's what we need to do. And, uh, but you know what I'm saying? You can make little things big things. And so in many positive ways, we should continue that. But then also be careful because your perspective of small things being big things can take you off course as well. So just word to the wise. Right. Well, yeah. Let I think, things happen as they happen. Yeah. And I think um, having confidence that your relationship is your, your own experience of love and it could be different from other people in, in yeah. some ways and giving that credibility in your mind is pretty important because I think that in in that particular situation that you mentioned, it's, you know, you were kind of looking at what was said in that one book as like, okay, well, this is what happens. This is inevitable. This is, yeah, an inevitability that our relationship is going to follow this path. This is a truism about um, relationship. And so this, uh, I, I, I must dread this until it happens and fight it and, uh, if mm-hmm. it does and, and then resign myself that it will never change. Right. And, and it was like, that was not, that was not a good, um, a maybe approach to mm-hmm. like the book. So like, I think it's very important that people, um, take their own yeah. experiences. Um, and I think it's something that you are very strong at. You have an independence to your understanding of, of how love operates in this world. You appreciate. I have to the, say, I almost resented the, the author of the book though. Yeah. Cause I was like, you know, it, it's, uh, the, this prescription that, well, in this formula, right. After two years, then honeymoon period is over and, and then it's time to get real or whatever they were trying to say. <laughs> 
I was like, you know, that was not helpful for our <laughs> relationship and for the way our experience, I think. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love that. Could you bring a security to it that I would tend to like want to know all the answers all the way through, and you would keep reining me back to say, let's experience it one day at a time. And I think we did that for each other. There was one point that I can remember where um, the future was one of those things where you were like, uh, I don't know how all these things are going to line up. And for me, it was like, well, do we want to date today? Yes. Then let's keep dating today. And if we don't want to tomorrow, then we won't. Does that make sense? So like Mm -hmm. when we, I think for different points, both of us have given each other the freedom that we needed to not be imprisoned by our fears of the future. Yeah. And yeah, um, just to elaborate on your, point there about what I was feeling you know it was it was uh definitely too much focus on the future because of our age difference because mm-hmm. um I was it's you know so far behind you on mm-hmm. certain things like college right, and all right. of that it was like I got so focused on what I hadn't done yeah. that I was afraid to move forward with what was happening, which was our relationship. And, it right, was, right. and it that was, was after like a, almost a, a year or so of dating. It was like, that was kind mm-hmm. of a, um, something that just kind of hit you. And then we talked through, but honestly, the thing that we have found in both of those scenarios is that you take it a day at a time, take, take each thing a day at a time. Don't borrow from tomorrow all of the worries and don't just assume that what's happened with everyone else is going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that it's trusting the relationship that you have with each other and giving giving each other that security to feel free. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, In what we're doing. So I think for me, the freedom you brought into my life to be excited about any education or excited about learning or excited about what, you know, whatever's happening but still hold on to the individuality of our relationship, that it's unique. No one has been exactly like it before and no one will be exactly like it after. Um, and for me, treasuring each little step in that is key. Keeping the flower petals of things and keeping notes that we wrote and you know, looking back at all of those things and treasuring them is key. And I think it's easy to forget that in the everyday daily grind of, of marriage moving forward. So Word to the ones in love out there, especially from the girl's perspective. Um, yeah, treasure the little things, but don't freak out over the little things. Um, and make sure that you embrace the little things that actually are big and and thrill over the right things. Like I want to thrill because I'm next to you. I don't want to thrill because we're going to go to, you know, I don't know. Australia, even though Australia would be great. Let's go to Australia. That would be fabulous. <laughs> I'm not saying but you shouldn't I'm not take saying me we're to not Australia. gonna do cool things. But no, but like do you know what I mean? I think <clears throat> if if we can focus as couples on thrilling in each other, um and and who you are together, then it doesn't matter where you are, it doesn't matter what your circumstance, you are content, you are excited, you find the joy in it. And well, it's what, you know, one way to insulate yourself from the instability that comes from relying on external forces to define your relationship. You know, if you, if you, if you're only happy when you're traveling or if you're only happy when you're, uh, staying at home, or if you're only happy, you know, if, if you can fill that blank mm-hmm. in with anything mm-hmm. that is, that is outside of your relationship, you're right. only happy, only fulfilled content when the two of you are, fill in the blank, then, um, then you're sort of 
um, what's the word outsourcing mm. the, the stability mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of your relationship to whatever you have in that blank that yeah. you say you need. Right. And, um, yeah, you, there just shouldn't be anything outside of the, what the relationship is between the two of you that you're, yeah. um, uh, relying on as far as something to keep you excited or That's keep right. you interested or keep you It can even be conflict in, on the outside right. where you two are focused on solving a conflict outside of you. And then all of a sudden when that conflict's gone, you have nothing between you. And I think mm-hmm. that people find what is either substance or what is lack of substance whenever the outside force is gone. Well, I think that's something that this is a problem that not only can happen to couples that are at the beginning of their relationship, but it probably even more frequently happens to couples as they go through life is that they, they fall into sort of a, um, a way of relating to each other that centers around what they're doing together. Mm. Um, where, well, we're raising kids or, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. um, working jobs or, Mm -hmm. you know, working together, buying a house, different projects that you have together because you're living life together. Um, it becomes, you become more, um, your relationship becomes reliant or dependent in an unhealthy way upon the challenges that you're facing from the outside Mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. um, whatever you happen to be dealing with, uh, outside the, the relationship that once that's gone, it's, 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 emptiness syndrome you know right, like why does right. that exist uh well right. because we we come to depend on the things that um take up a lot of our time and and our even our responsibilities we are the things we're responsible for need our time and attention they demand it but and, and but, i want to throw in there too just from the fact that we work together like we work together in a business and we're a cu- married couple and we have we've heard other married couples say well it's so hard because all we ever talk about is the business we never talk about other things outside of the business and so it's almost like they try to form times when they're going to go to dinner and not talk about the business they're only going to talk about their relationship and and i think that there's actually from from our perspective, a a better way to approach that. And that is to find joy even in talking about the business. So like if you can make, like we were talking about the first row of the theater, a date, do you see what I mean? You're not actually out on a date somewhere else, but you're making that a date. Then you can have that same mindset towards working together where it's like, yeah, we're doing this, but look at each other and on purpose in that moment say, we're doing this together. This is so fun. I would not want to do this with anyone else but you. And your strengths are shining in doing this. And I love it. Then when you're talking about the business, it's not that the business is an impediment to your connection. It's a part of who you are as a couple. It's a part of your relationship. And because I think there's a lot of guilt associated sometimes with like the fact that you go to bed and you're like, boy, all we talked about today was the business. Or it could be, man, what a great day we had together. It's so awesome that we get to work together and solve these problems together, share the highs and share the burdens of the lows and encourage each other and go to bed holding hands still. And, and that's a joy. It's all in your perspective of how you're seeing it, um, that you enjoy the journey as you do it. Do you know what I'm saying? And I want mm-hmm. to encourage, I think, couples out there, if you're working together, um, yeah, times where it's it's romantic evenings is great, but don't let guilt or frustration get to you if you start talking about the business. It's natural as an entrepreneur. It's natural as you're trying to build something and overcome to talk about it. And if you try to avoid talking about it, it can be more frustrating and and then conversation just is like crickets. Um, and that doesn't actually help. So let the conversation flow. 
if it goes to business, it goes to business. If it goes over here, it goes over here. Uh, one thing I've always loved about Gabe and our conversations is that we can go from serious to hilarious and, you know, in a second and we connect just as deeply on each thing. And, um, now that we've started multiple businesses together, it's one of the things that we continue to do is just like, enjoy the challenges that are there and keep it okay to talk about it. Make nothing off limits to talk about. Um, and encourage your thoughts towards each other. You'll come up with even more conversations um, on, on an emotional level as well that are easier if you free yourself up. Again, love and freedom. It frees you up to connect on multiple things and to enjoy the journey. Um, I think that's key. I mean, I think about, <laughs> I was just thinking about our, we have, when we were first, well, actually when I was pregnant with Ava, we happened to be in a very, very, very small apartment. But the mindset of that I talked about with a first row of the theater, it's a date. We looked at this little apartment and it was like, this is going to be a hilarious story for later. Like all the things we experienced, it was literally 400 square feet. It was, it was like a hotel room size apartment that we made our bed, the living room couch as well. And we, I mean, it was just, and I thought, well, I'm so thankful that here we have a, a son who's three and I'm pregnant. And y'all, when I was pregnant, I was like, uh, I just was one of those pregnant women that everybody was like, are you sure you're not having twins, sweetheart? And I was like, no. So like, I was thankful that I could make dinner and then just turn around and set it on the table. Like I didn't have to walk anywhere. I could just, you know, just one step here, one step there. And it was really wonderful because I was kind of immobile. And then the unthinkable happened and Gabe ruptured his Achilles tendon. And so then he became immobile, which made me even more thankful for our small 400 square foot apartment with our three-year-old, where I just had to turn around and hand him dinner in the one easy chair that was at <laughs> that little leather easy chair that he was sitting in. Um, and the stories we have of me trying to climb over him at night, because now he had to sleep on the outside of the bed. I was against the wall. But when you're pregnant, you have to go to the restroom in the middle of the night. So I had to climb over his body with my pregnant self. And there were times when I got stuck and just sitting on his chest and we would get laughing because I could not move and he couldn't move with his leg. I'm telling you, it was great times. And the skunk that lived under the under the shed in the back that was always threatening to... You can't make this up. No, no, you can't. Yes. It's literally a skunk um, that was there always. It, these are just awesome memories now. Do you know what I mean? But if during that whole time, you're just trying to either live anywhere else, but being thrilled with being with that person, then your perspective changes. Um, and it makes something that for us felt kind of like a heaven on earth still in that environment. Um, whereas it could have felt like, oh my goodness, what are we doing? This is horrible. I'm pregnant. You've done this. You've now ruptured your Achilles. We have a three-year-old. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Ava's born. He gets chicken pox. I mean, it's just, it was one of those things. But it's all in your perspective. Make small things big things and make the big things the important, the, the actual big things to stay important in your life because um, it carries you through. So I just kind of look back to our dating time and I'm like, yeah, hit save. Hit save on all the things we practice there because they come into play um, time and time again. You have been listening to the Love and Freedom Podcast. This episode is just a small part of a long conversation on love and freedom. 
and we hope that you will join in with us. Please share your comments and stories with us. We want to hear them. You can learn more about us at loveandfreedompodcast.com or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, almost anywhere podcasts are found. And we hope that you would share it with a friend. Remember, this week, July 22nd, Monday, we'll be sharing a special episode with you. You will not want to miss it. And remember, make the little things big. Once again, thank you for joining us as we discover love and freedom.